0: Hockey fans in Arizona got quite the bombshell news Thursday as a major championship game makes its way to Tempe. We're going to tell you why this is a huge win for hockey in Arizona on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast.
1: Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavluck. And this is the Lockdown Coyotes podcast, Arizona's longest-running daily Coyotes podcast. we got a great show for you guys today. We're talking some tournament news, and not just, you know, NHL. This is doing something going outside the NHL, call. because we got a, a big bomb that dropped on, on Thursday, Carl. The uh, Premier Hockey Federation, the PHF, the uh, North America's top women's hockey league here and over here has announced that they will be playing their championship game at the Mold Arena right here in the Valley.
1: Yep. It's going to be on Sunday, March 26th, uh, 6 PM Arizona time. Uh, It's funny. The coyotes are actually going to be playing at noon. So if you are in the Tempe area, you can get a double dose of, good hockey um it's really exciting i don't think anyone was expecting it
0: no i think it was it was it was a shocker like when i got the um the press release from the coyotes and it said premier hockey federation i'm like are they doing something together what's going on and it says championship game at mullet i'm like i'm sorry what (laughs) this is something like i had to freaking scramble and figure out you know you know to get some tweets out there get some excitement built up because you know. This is huge. This it really is. is huge.
1: Well, when we first went to the, the game at Mold Arena, we talked about like it being a great spot for other events. I think the one we highlighted um, was a potential World Juniors. Um, and it's great that the Coyotes are kind of making it work um, with other things. Uh, the PHF is definitely a growing league. Um, it is looking to expand women's hockey in general. Um, And doing that in Arizona, I think is a good thing. Uh, I do kind of wish that they announced a little bit earlier. Uh, I did see some people complain, like, I mean, that's not really good timing for, for me to like plan a trip to Arizona, but I don't know what goes into how they make that decision. I don't want to judge too harshly. Um, And, you know, Of the cities that have PHF teams, I'm sure all the North American ones are well represented in the state of Arizona.
0: Oh yeah, Um, I think I saw a a tweet reply um, when you know put it out there. Someone said, "I think I need to dust out my Connecticut Whale jersey." Like there there are some women's hockey fans here in Arizona, and I love it. I mean, there's also just like
1: a lot of people from the Northeast, uh, some people from Minnesota that just moved to Arizona. It's why, whenever you, you go to, say, a Boston Bruins Arizona Coyotes game, there's a large contingent of Bruins fans. Those are people who, you know, some of them are just snowbirds, but others just have made the trip. People move to Arizona a lot, it's one of the fastest growing areas. Uh, it's why the NHL wants to be here. It's why uh, the PHF wants to be here.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's, you know, one of the things I think we can talk about why it's a big win. because It kind of really shows that, you know, Arizona is that market that people want that, that, you know, that that people are trying. They're actually buying into, you know, you can look at how the Coyotes are a franchise right now and you can make whatever jokes you want. But the hockey here in Arizona is growing. Yep. Um. And you cannot deny that. Now, like everyone might say, yeah, sure, okay. TV contracts. That is why the re- the reason why the Coyotes are here. And that very moment, might be one of the a major reason because it's a really, really big TV, uh, market right here. Sure. Um But th- if you just look at the growth of the league, um, and growth of the sport over here, um, you know, I can say myself as someone who plays. Like there are so many rinks. There's so many people who love to play. It is amazing.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, we are seeing uh, just an ever-increasing growth in hockey in all areas. Uh, The Kachinas program is showing, like, girls hockey can survive and grow. A friend of the show, Lindsay Fry, um, is going to, you know, is heavily involved in that. Uh, I saw in the press release she is also going to be doing something at the, like, on the weekend. Not really sure what it's going to be, but I'm sure it's going to be a great celebration. I mean, can
0: you imagine that? Um, Imagine, you know, and it seems like it's probably going to be some kind of, you know, collaboration or some kind of work between, you know, the PHF teams that are going to be represented in the championship, kind of, you know, maybe interacting with some of the girls in the Kachinas program. Imagine being one of the girls in the Kachinas program, getting a chance to interact with professional women's hockey players. Like, imagine the influence that that has on some of those girls It is absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I I'm trying to remember. I do not believe that there was an ACHA ACHA women's hockey program when I first started following ASU hockey. Um, there is currently an NCAA men's program. Yeah, there right. is an ACHA women's program. Like by the time the the girls in the Kachinas program are getting ready to go to college, like there could very well be NCAA women's hockey that they can play. Uh, and honestly, there should be, there, there should be, you know, if there's an NCAA men's program, there should be an NCAA women's program.
0: And it only makes sense with, with, you know, the way hockey has been growing here. Right. Um, and it's just like so many, so many programs that you see, like um, you can say ASU in the way it's growing, GCU is getting its programs. Like it down in Tucson, you know, U of A has been growing pretty fast. You know, and I'm going to keep put, keep reiterating that it really just goes to show hockey truly belongs here in Arizona. I know I might be upsetting some of you guys who are just listening, just to, you know, for some reason who just like to you know give the Arizona Coyotes a lot of crap, but you can't deny that we cannot deny that hockey is growing faster here than a lot of other places.
1: Yeah. Uh, And, you know, that's, you know, why you want to be in a growth market. You want to be where the people are going um, and you're going to get them interested in hockey. There are still plenty of barriers to entry. um, You know, I, and there's definitely things that we can talk about, but I do like the fact that the Coyotes for the past couple of years have had a focus on girls hockey like the the Kachinas program is something thats when i first started watching was never really addressed um but now it's just like a major part it is uh, i'm not sure if i would say f- like flagship program for the coyotes but it is a significant like investment that they have in the local hockey could they do more absolutely everyone could always do more um, and the sport still needs to grow but they are doing the right things, and this this is a big step. Um, and you can get tickets for it starting Monday the thirteenth, so this upcoming Monday.
0: Absolutely, I'm going to go a little bit more on that point you just made earlier um, in just a bit, though. We do have to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, though. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained and everything in between. You know, if you're if you are here in Arizona, I'm sure you're going to be betting on a lot of a lot of things related to uh, the uh, NBA team here in town, the Phoenix Suns. Fanduel's the best way to, the best place to make those bets. Plus, Fanduel even lets you make your bets and combine them at, for a chance, a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fandle.com slash locked on. That's fandle.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more of FanDuel an official, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So let's go. And I, I kind of want to you know, piggyback off what you said, Carl, on the, the Kachinas program and that growth. It um, kind of gives us the idea of why they came here, too. Because let's look back. Um, it's now been, what, just a little over a year ago that we launched the Girl of the Game series and we interviewed Lindsay Fry. Um and, you know, she talked to us about the, you know, the Kachinas program going tier one. Like, the, like, you know, that's a very high tier for those who don't follow, um, term looking for youth hockey. Yeah. Um, that is, that's really high up there. Like, you know, it's some of the top among high school hockey, like high school age hockey. And the fact that they made it up there pretty fast really t- s- says a lot to what, uh, Lindsey Fry and the late Matt shot have really built in that program.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but, uh, Kat Silverman tweeted out, uh, I'm just going to read directly. I remember how excited Matt shot was when the dream gap tour came to Oceanside arena. Feels good to see the continued push for women's hockey presence in the Valley. It doesn't go unnoticed. Um, And this kind of, you know, it goes back to our conversation with Lindsay Fry and she was the one who brought up the fact that like Matt Shaw, was heavily involved in these programs. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are still feeling his presence in the Valley, especially everywhere, not just in the
0: Kachinas, but everywhere. Like in the league that I play in, we're feeling it. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it would be hard to argue that few non-professional
1: hockey players have done more for hockey in Arizona than Matt shot. Um, And yeah, it is, you know, you're seeing it, the continues, like you said, you're seeing it in your league, you're seeing it everywhere. Um, And this does feel like just an extension of that. Like the fact that like two years ago or three years ago, In order to do this, it would have been at Oceanside. uh, And now it's at the brand new Mold Arena. And it's a championship game. It's not like a a tour game. Like this is something that actually matters. Um, It's really cool. Uh, Also, you got to imagine Scottsdale is going to be like just a great place to party after that game.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Someone that also has a day job in Scottsdale. Oh, man, that's I'm going to see it all. (laughs) I'm going to see it all. That's for sure. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to it though. Um, uh, I'll say for one that, um, I'm going to try to get into that game. Um, uh, um, uh, if not as a, if not as a member of media, definitely have my get tickets to the game. Um, cause I think it's going to be an, an experience that I think if you are a hockey fan here in Arizona, like a, like a devout hockey fan, I really believe that it's an experience that you really should take.
1: Yeah, especially with the way that the um the league has been doing their championship games, like this is not the first out of market one. Like you're probably not going to get another chance to see it anytime soon, uh, unless they get an expansion team in Arizona. And <laughs> Just take and a look then. at where
0: all like how, what are there? Uh, I think what six PHF teams. I right? believe so. yes. Um. So you have what Toronto, Minnesota. Um Metropolitan, which I think is what in like Pennsylvania? Um uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um you have Buffalo, Boston, Min- um what am I what am I Montreal. About? Montreal. Yep. So Montreal. all like Midwest or Northeast. Like it's all over there. So like the chance that you're gonna get to watch women's hockey here in Arizona is pretty low from the PHF, um, again, let alone the, the championship yep. also known as the, uh, the Isabel cup. Um, maybe you might get the, um, the tour, the, the, uh, what do you call it the, that the, the touring group of the, uh, yep. um, I'm forgetting exactly the anacronym for them, but the professional women's hockey. So Associ- yeah, there we go. The, P-W- the P-W- uh, yeah. PWHA.
1: PWHPA.
0: The PWHPA. Um the pro- pro- so is that Professional hoc- Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. Um there. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot. It's, it's but that's the touring group, the one that kind of goes around, you know, around the country and does and plays exhibition games. Um the that might be your next best opportunity, but knows no guarantee on that. Reese yeah. was announced you're gonna get a chance to do this. And I think like And like I said, if you're a devout hockey fan, take advantage of it. Like Carl, you said the tickets go on sale on Monday. I would be, like, you know, I would definitely not be surprised to see these tickets sell out pretty fast.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, One last thing uh, before we finish off, because this could potentially get us comments. uh, The Metropolitan Riveters are based in East Rutherford, New Jersey.
0: They were not Pennsylvania. Uh, they do not like when you mix those up. So I just wanted to correct. No, okay. Yes. I know they were in that area and yeah. you call it the tri-state area, you know, that like, yeah. So everything jumbled up. Um, Yes. They are in New Jersey. It's it's three States
1: that are, I think the size of Arizona. So it's, uh, it's yeah. But I mean, also metropolitan, uh,
0: like you can that really can be anywhere yeah um, the riveters I think were the ch- the team I chose to follow um among the f- from the PHF um but now you're just thinking yourself a hole that you didn't know that they played in New Jersey. look i I had a long day okay Carl okay <laughs> I had a long day I had a long day at my day job and things just fly th- th- fly past me it happens. Um, you're, it's you're brain- from
1: california it's fine we don't expect you to know <laughs>
0: okay sure <laughs> um but like like so like we said tickets go on sale on um on uh monday the 13th so that you know that's about what two yeah just under two weeks before um before the game which is march 26 like i said if i'm not there as media i'm there as a fan 100 percent Absolutely. Anything else you want to bring that on like on this that maybe like I didn't bring up, but like might be just like kind of screaming at you about this game?
1: Uh not really. Um I, I think you pretty much covered it. Uh, one thing that I didn't know, um, and there's a chance the audience the audience didn't know, uh, the Isabel Cup is named after uh, Lord Stanley's daughter. Um yep. who was one of the first female hockey players in Canada, which makes her one of the first female hockey players. I would imagine. So that's uh, that's cool. I was wondering where they got that name from.
0: Yeah, you know, I think uh, I, I I was reading that earlier too, and I think that's you know, that's awesome to have. You know, that you know Stanley connection. It's just like, hey, there we go. I love to see it.
1: Yeah, uh, you gotta love uh, the child of a lord.
0: Uh, was it Lady 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 Isabel? Um, but yeah, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Anyways, though, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked on Coyotes. We're going to talk about some roster moves, kind of focusing back on the Arizona Coyotes. All in just a minute, but first a quick word from our sponsors. So let's go ahead, Carl, and talk about uh, the latest roster news for the Arizona Coyotes a trade has been made, and I know some of you might be thinking, Hey, the trade deadline passed, e- yeah, but when it comes to AHL um, related t- uh, roster moves, it, it you know, you can let
1: still it. make a trade uh, after the deadline, they just cannot participate in uh NHL games either in the regular season or the playoffs. Yep. Uh is my understanding. Uh, I, I have seen conflicting sources say like just the playoffs um but I no. believe it's also the regular season.
0: Yeah. So the, the Arizona Coyotes um they acquired Stephen Confer from the Red Wings in exchange, exchange for uh future considerations and uh Comfer was immediately assigned to the Tucson Red Runners because obviously they they have to at this point. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was an AHL move anyways. He played, you know, Comfort played for the, uh, the, the Griffins. Um, this was just a way to kind of help bolster the blue line for the roadrunners. Cause you and I were talking just yesterday about, <laughs> about those issues that Arizona had, um, and the blue line and how they needed to bolster up both in Arizona and in Tucson because they needed, they, they need men.
1: Yep absolutely um when i was looking at the roadrunners roster to see like potential like prospects we've forgotten uh i was like "Ooh, this is not great uh comfort is you know he's not the freshest chicken he's my age uh born in 1988 but he's got that veteran presence he he can contribute a bit of an offensive upside uh i think it's a good move uh by general manager bill armstrong who knew that he was just going to be taking a lot of players from the roadrunners. So might as well like secure them as they look to secure a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then it's, it's interesting because I want to see how the, what the roadrunners are do like, are going to be like the rest of the season, right? Cause they've been off and on. I really want to see that team, Make a push for a play, you know, for the playoffs is asking for a lot because the Pacific Division is so stacked that it's just like hard to compete, you know. At that point, um, I do know. I think, to my knowledge, might, might might have changed since last I heard. But the Pacific Division, and I think I said it on an earlier segment this week, uh, that Pacific Division does their own postseason before the actual Calder Cup kind of to really determine who makes it into the call to cut playoffs, which is honestly baffling. I'm like, wait, why? <laughs> I mean, yeah. can't just you do your points percentage. You guys play less games. You guys play 68 games. I mean, that might make it up because everyone else plays 76 or whatever. Every, every other division plays 76 games. The Pacific division, Pacific division plays 68. It's like, Hey, you know what? To make up for those, Remaining eight games or whatever, let me decide just let's let's decide just to make our own postseason to determine who's going to make the playoffs. Like, I'm sorry, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's um, I, I mean, with the way the AHL operates, the fact that you know it's it's buses as opposed to private jets, there's always going to be concessions that need to be made, uh, for a team that's on the complete other side of the continent. Um, like the Pacific division and you got to do what you got to do. I think all NHL franchises in the Western conference are happy to have like a Pacific division, in the AHL like it, it definitely makes things easier for the coyotes. I got to imagine the same is true for like Anaheim and San Jose. Um, Even like, you know, Calgary, like, and um all the teams really like i knew what it was i remember what it was like when you had to have a player like fly back from massachusetts in order to like call them up and it was just kind of like a ridiculous way to handle things so eh, it works and
0: you know they make it work I, I don't think there's anyone who complains too much about it no, not 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 a crazy amount. It's just really funny to see it, especially again since it's less games and every and the fact that every other division, even the central division, does seventy six games. But that that digress. Um, but I think I mean it's the hope. I think that Confer, Like I'm not saying that conference is going to be like the major difference, but like you know what? I think it can help them make help the coyote the Roadrunners – Make a push, um, because you no, know, I think from what from what I've been able to see is this team is good enough. They just kind of had bad puck luck, in some games. Um, also, again, like I said, the Pacific Division is stacked. Um, if they can make it to the call to cut playoffs, that's going to give some excitement down in Tucson. Bring those whiteout games into Tucson again. It hasn't. It's been a few years since they made it to the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And, and, I mean, just in general, like if you are a GM like Bill Armstrong, you are looking at the health of the entirety of your organization um, and you know that you're going to be taking players up. You know that you're probably going to be recalling Kolei at some point. Um, You want to make sure that you're not leaving those guys high and dry. You still want to have a good relationship with your AHL affiliate, even though you own them now like you need to make sure that those guys are happy that they're developing right Um, or like the veterans that they just have a presence there and they're not just being completely stolen because that is kind of the thing that can lead to you know conflict if there's like you know if you're on the ahl staff and you're like hey we were getting ready for our playoff run you took our best players for nothing um, just to see what they would look like, like that can sting. So, you know, good on Armstrong for making the move.
0: Absolutely. But it wasn't the only roster move that happened though. On Thursday, uh, Arizona also called up goaltender Ivan Prospatov Um, he is playing, uh, he, or he did play in the game against Nashville. Um, at the time you guys are listening to this, um, has yet to suit up, or get is suited up, um, and during this, uh, this recording, we're uh, recording on, uh, on Thursday night, but the, you know, I think, what does this say to you, Carl? that they called up Ivan? Well, the,
1: I'm, I'm gonna quote, um, Bill Armstrong, Craig Morgan tweeted this out. We are not gonna make the playoffs, so we have t- an opportunity to view one of our prospects at the NHL level and see what he can do. And to me, that says it all. Uh-huh. Like, we have never gotten a chance to see Prostov for like an extended period of time. We haven't seen him against easy competition, I think, ever. Uh, as a goaltender, he is mostly, in my recollection face, the Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche, which is two teams that are really hard to evaluate your goaltender against. Um, so I think they You know, there's uncertainty about what his future is going to be. Let's give him a game. Let's give him two games. See what he can do.
0: The Coyotes are in a unique situation where, and I said it on an earlier segment this week, development is key. Where they can focus on the development of their prospects, make sure that they are in the um, in the perfect spot to develop and become better NHL level talent. Goaltenders are in a weird situation where the only way to get, you know, to get the development is to get your NHL reps. He couldn't get that because of that, you know, like what we said, there was so many other, you know, roadblocks in the way, including going up against tougher teams, which wouldn't even be fair to him because, you know, that's just, that's just throwing the wolves at this point. You have a a, uh, little bit more favorable matchup against the natural predators. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? you'll give you a shot, see how you feel, get your reps in, um, get used to the NHL level. These, we want you up here. That's kind of what they want. I think a lot of people want that. We've been talking about Ivan for years about eventually taking the mantle. Like he needs to get those reps. If that's going to happen.
1: Absolutely. And he's a, he's a pending restricted free agent. So like, there's still time, um, but at a certain point, you're going to need to either like cut bait or know that he is going to be your guy. Um, and, I th- you know, we can definitely, one game isn't going to show that, but get him up here for a couple, see how he does in practice. That could be a big factor in how the Coyotes move forward.
0: He could instill confidence in him too, knowing that he, that he can get those reps, mm. right? And I think that's the most important part. If if he gets those confidence and gets those reps, he will prove that he belongs and he can get himself out a contract. Um, because you know, as much as I love it, I kind of don't like relying on you know veteran, you know, or like veteran guys or other ones. Like I like I want to be comfortable knowing we have the future goaltenders ready and just like re- ready to step in. Uh, Ivan's been in there in the system for years now. Like I feel like he's pretty close to getting, finally getting a shot and getting an opportunity to show what he, what he can do and show that he deserves a spot.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I think he is, he has done admirably well in the road with the road runners, but yeah, no one's goal is to be, an ahl player it is always to make the nhl being an ahl player is a massive accomplishment um but it is not his goal i'm sure he wants to be the guy and maybe he could be he's still really young
0: yeah i will also say that ivan is in a great situation to um the sense of proving himself um Based off the coyotes being as poor as they are, not making the playoffs, in contrast to the call-ups that the coyotes made of Aiden Hill. That was during the years in which they were act the coyotes were actually a competing team. They were trying to vie for a playoff spot. They just called up Aiden Hill because their guy their top guys and and uh and Kemper and Ronza would continually get injured and Hill would hold down the spot. Aiden Hill got a little arrogant. Because of that, he was playing for a winning team and he was getting those awesome opportunities. I'm not saying that, you know, ended up hurting Aiden Hill in the end. Um, I think it did in a little bit in the sense that every time he got sent down, he kind of didn't have as much of it. He didn't have a really good attitude. But look at where he's got like he kind of he's kind of just like floating around the NHL right now. He went to San Jose for a year and then over to Vegas um, as like a backup there's like there's something to be said about the opportunity that ivan has now absolutely anyways any final thoughts you want to give out before we close off today's episode
1: no i think we've pretty much covered it
0: wonderful well that's going to be it for today's episode of the locked on coyotes podcast if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you have yet to already we're available everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash locked on coyotes, and on Twitter at L-O- underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Lionel. Carl Pavlock is at 5 for howling. Interact with us as a question you might have, you might answer right back for in a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>